Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I have with me another very special guest hailing from Estonia at the current moment, but originally from Austria. Yes, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. I'm a bit, so. bit sick and my breathing is heavy, so to everyone who's listening, I apologize, but it's not something I can change right now very much. Okay. So. Yeah, I sometimes stuff on my lungs. So yeah, I'm okay. sure nobody will have a problem with with your breathing. Yeah. So you are essentially the the Vitruvian, shall we say, the the vision, the Vitruvian vision. And just to clarify, that Vitruvius was a kind of a Roman architect, a very famous Roman architect from the old world, from the ancient world. Um, and he was known for his grandiose kind of buildings, maybe kind of a, to equated to the palace of Herod, which uh, it said on the on the temple that Herod um, reconstructed or you know kind of renovated. It said if you haven't seen the the palace of Herod, you haven't seen. A building in your life uh, it was that kind of luxurious <laughs> and granular. Um, but can you explain to me a little bit about your name and what you do? <laughs> yes, Vitruvius was less of an inspiration than Leonardo. Mm, but yes. yeah, Vitruvius, for me, what stuck out with Vitruvius was the balance. And the whole, at this time, at his time, the holistic idea that people should have um, knowledge in different areas of life to, to form, uh, it's a humanist idea, to form like a well-rounded human being. So that was what inspired me. But yeah, I found out about Vitruvius uh, via Leonardo da Vinci, who, who was uh, obviously uh, an inspiration in my childhood. And um, I'm not such a huge fan of, he, he, he was a wonderful painter, don't get me wrong, and great scientist. <laughs> Science interested me more, but it's not like taste-wise, he wasn't like, uh, yes. my God, you know what I mean? Yes. But this idea, idea was holistic and brilliant, yeah. and just my idea of a human, you know? Because I felt inside of me, you know, all this potential. So, so naturally, um, I like that, and I wanted to bring in this idea of the balance and this idea of, of, of like 360 degree knowledge. And uh, so Vitruvian vision um, was my vision of what a human being can be like. And especially because this was something I built for others to help others with the individuation, um, what, what humanity can be like what we're built to become, but what we very often don't get the chance to be. So, because, I mean, we're not even talking about humans using only like, was it 4% of their brain power? But even if we could utilize that, th this would mean that most people could live a life 1000% more than what they're doing yes. right now, you know? So that's, and that always bugged me. I, I just like potential and I think we, it needs to be fostered and yeah that's basically how this name came about and um it was inspired by a vision i had at 19 um and i 
this Vitruvian vision has undergone a lot of um, changes <laughs> over the years. I tried to put a certain vision uh, of what I wanted to do artistically into a, into a, sh a shape that would help where I could work with a lot of people to help them grow faster. And it, it originally I built this idea around the band, a very unusual band, a very experimental band that would work with the audience and uh, it, God, experienced everything awful in music, media, technology later on, business, because uh, I have a business degree as well. Um, and um, it, after, after I, tr I, I transformed this idea into a group empathy app, same, same, same base, but different manifestation, and had explored the, the even more awful tech scene, I, I was like, I made a cut for one and a half years and didn't do anything. And through COVID, I had a few more ideas. And now I'm trying to start by or build by Truth Vision as an arts tech NGO. Um, and we're gonna do a sequence of 28 unusual flash mobs triggered by wearable dress uh, and hopefully travel Europe. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it was a very long path and I think I've pretty much seen it all. <laughs> everything you can fail in, everything you can try out as an artist, I've seen it. And I've tried multiple angles because I understand multiple things and it's, it's hard, yeah. But let's see what we can do with the young kids. So I have mm. hope. Yeah, yeah, because we're we're kind of imprinted with a slab, shall we say, of everything that we will be and will do in the future when we're young. Essentially, we have this. There is a kind of spark that is ignited when we're young, and it keeps growing and growing till the flame, you know rises too high for us to, you know, to manage. Um, and then we, you know, then the cycle of uh, creation and destruction starts anew, shall we say. That is the concept of metamorphosis. So I see you, you've been uh, a long, you had a lot of uh, lifetimes, shall we say, in this current uh, reincarnation. Um, but can you tell me why did you want to be an artist again? I did not want to be an artist. Okay. Most certainly not want to be an artist with the generic attitude or idea of what an artist is like. Yeah. yeah. And also, also the reality. A lot of artists aren't like me. I'm just, I mean, really, like, really, I, I had such an unusual biography. I think so differently in some ways. I sometimes think, I don't know. It will take 100 more years to find my tribe. But, but I do, of all the things I've scanned and looked at in my life, some of them in depth, I think an artist is the closest thing to what I perceive myself as because art is so fluid and so flexible. And yes, as you said, undergoes so many metamorphoses if you do it right. You can stay in the flow, in the flux, in growing, in growth all the time. Whereas I also have a business degree. <laughs> if you are working in a corporate job, that's 
unfortunately pretty much the antithesis to, to healthy growth, sorry to say, but very often that's the truth, you know, unless you get very lucky and they promote you regularly and there's a lot of growth, but yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah, so you say, you, so from what I gather, you're saying that to be an artist, you have to, you have to be born with a, a kind of rebellious kind of spirit that is, uh, that flows through you when you're born or, or can you choose to be an artist? No, I don't think rebellious spirit necessarily has to do with it. Um, it depends on what kind of art you do. I mean, there's mm -hmm. l'art pour l'art, which is from my perspective about not rebellious at all because it's for you. But if you choose to do art for the community, transformative art or potentially transformative, then you need to have a rebel kind of at least the wish to change something. So you're going to in occupy this rebel um, skin for a while at least, or this rebel uh, role. Mm. Uh, so yeah, you mentioned Shakespeare before. So <laughs> I'm, I'm aware that in my version of art, I am certainly taking a rebellious stance. I have to by default because I wanna change things. I see a lot of suffering. I've seen that as a child. Um, I fixed it for myself as far as I could. And then I set out to do something for others because I, I knew that, it, yeah, I just thought I could help. So, so and, and, and of course, if soon as you're challenging the status quo, you have to be at either like hidden, in a hidden way subversive, which is how I lived for a long time. You know, it was the pretty girl with the long hair and the designer dresses, you know, uh, studying business. <laughs> um, and now I'm more openly different, which is also the function of the costumes to a degree. And, and yeah, unfortunately you have to take this role. I, I prefer an easy life, but if I have the choice between living purpose and fucking up the whole, uh, and not fucking up my lifetime or not living the purpose and being by myself and happy, but I'd always have the feeling you're like an idiot and an asshole because you're not doing what you could or should be doing, you know, even if it may be hard. So, yeah, so I'm, yeah, it, in a yes. sense, I have to be the rebel, but it's not my wish as such. It's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I can see that now. And we, we can talk to, for the purpose of L'Art pour l'Art, which is, uh, you know, <laughs> a very elitist kind of approach, even the, the kind of avant-garde movements are now mm -hmm. starting to become <laughs> a little bit more elitist than, uh, shall we say, uh, liberté, égalité, fraternité. They are now falling by the wayside. Um, yeah. Now I think, now I think that art has has changed drastically. I think, I think that uh, the the kind of the kind of you know a pastiche of art that is going there is a kind of a collage that uh, infestates shall we say the entire entire uh, internet world 
uh, there, you, you know, you see, you see it every, everywhere, the, the kind of Pinterest and Instagram and Facebooks. And uh, Vimeo is a great uh, place for uh, kind of uh, getting your art out there. Um, mm -hmm. I don't want to, to talk about what the purpose of art is because there are a lot of uh, different uh, modes of existence to art, but what, what do you think? Is there, is there a kind of medium of art that is more suitable for one person and not the, the other? Definitely, definitely. And sometimes it's really hard to find. Um, I could have chosen to be a fashion designer. I would have never. I did study, I did go to two elite fashion colleges, both was really hard to get into. And I just dumped them, you know, um, the second one that was sad because they were in London and they're actually really, really, really one of the best actually in London. Well, for fashion, the best next to St. Martin's, which is in the same collective. Um, so, but, so you can be fashion designer and be artistic, but it would have still been too superficial for me. Um, I needed something with hands-on, but I also needed something where I could bring all the different facets. So hence the band, because in a band you can write. I still have 1,200 pages of English lyrics lying around unused. What a waste. I have That's concepts good. for stage design, I have concepts for costumes. Yeah, I have made some costumes, yeah. Now I'm working on another one for the Europe flash mob. <laughs> and and uh, I, I had a really nice voice, but because of my autoimmune right, right now anyways, or like it oscillates. So I, I have some real bad voice problems sometimes because this the mucus covers my lungs and then I can't breathe. And my grand always used to say, you know, oh, you're always so nervous, you know, you need to, you're breathing so heavily. And I'm like, I can't change it. <laughs> Whatever I do, it's like, and I didn't know what it was either, but this was how it was since when it began, before it really broke out. Um, and I couldn't, I was working, I was taking vocal lessons like crazy and, and, and still had these vocal problems I didn't get. We didn't know what it was, but anyways, yes. So for me, it was difficult for some other people. Sometimes it comes naturally. Some people are just gorgeous drawers. I mean, they, yes. they can draw amazing like copies like black and white copies sometimes i mean if you want that or or completely abstract sometimes and you're going like wow how can you i mean and and yeah so so it, some people I, I don't know i mean it it will depend on the person there's definitely different mediums for different people because everyone is different and and some things come naturally and sometimes you have to combine things and sometimes it's just one thing that fits. It's really like the purpose, you know, it's, it's like life. It's like what you wear in a more basic way. Yeah, it's, 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 it's who you are, an individual, you know, you choose, you pick and you, you choose it and, and, and that's it, you know, and you try to make the best with it, really. Yeah, yeah. Art, uh, art is, uh, is a kind of a concept but it's, it's also a tool, you know, like everything can be some kind of a tool for our existence, can be useful or can be harmful, shall we say. And um, art can do that. It can, it can uh, you know, oscillate, as you said, from both ends of the spectrum. 
to be harmful or useful. And I'm trying to find out what are the kinds of metaphors that are depicted through art. And when I say art, you know, it's a music, dance, and ar architecture, painting, sculpting, everything. I mean, art. Um, yeah. Because I, I, I have to quantify it because people think about, you know, maybe painting and sculpting and music, maybe. They don't think about all the other kinds of mediums. Uh, I agree. So much. Yeah, because I agree. They are the most impactful kind of mediums. The, the, the sculpting, painting, and music are the most impactful. I agree. I disagree on that. I, I disagree. Okay. Uh, well, it, for, so far they've been true because they, they're the most used, but I don't agree that they will well, be the most yeah, impactful. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, I understand exactly what you're saying, but. But music, you know, music is kind of the, the song of the soul, shall we say. That's, yes, music is, is tops of the pops, sorry to yes. say to everyone. Like <laughs> music is like, yes. it's like angelic moths. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. You can, <laughs> I find that there is a kind of odd uh, phenomenon that happens to me when I kind of linger on and look at the painting too much. And then I start to hear different kinds of music. And I say, well, this part is kind of a Verdi and this part is kind of Boccarini and this, this kind. And I say, why, why, the, why, why, why am I thinking of music? And I'm not trying to look, look at the painting, look at the structure, you know, the lines. Um, it's very weird. Have you have a, ever had something like this happen or? You seem to be synesthetic. So, but do, do oh. you like do, do colors also have? Um, I find it very, very awful when people say you have synesthesia. Is it if it's a mm. disease? It's actually yeah. higher yeah. function. Sorry to say, if, if there is any higher function, it's like a more like sort say complex, more refined thing, um, and it also can come or be trained. So, but so if you if you if you can you um, taste sounds or do they have a taste for you or taste no. colors or something like that uh, if you no but if if i will look like at a, br a bronze plate or something like this maybe i will taste a kind of metal kind of coin in, in my tongue but i don't know i'm not a like a synesthesia or something like this but i know that uh, the artist vasily kandinsky Mm -hmm. uh, claimed that he wasn't. Uh, Many that he were. Could. Yeah. 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 But it, um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Honest, <clears throat> sorry. I think maybe in your case, it comes from the, the knowledge, all the information you have in your head. And you have a lot of creativity, obviously. Um, so maybe you're basically taking what comes more natural to you and putting it over the, the original art painting and associating more than synesthetic as such. Or maybe you have like, you, 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 um, you, you do, you are synesthetic, uh, but it's not very well, it's not so present. And, and, but I think in your case, it's more like the intellectual overlayering and trying to create a new combination maybe, or to make it more familiar for you. It's very interesting. I have never experienced this version myself but as i say like if i 
look at, at colors and I think about how they would taste and I have a taste in my mouth. Uh, it's also, I make a, an intellectual jump. Uh, so I'm not really, it's not overcoming me. And I'm probably not like Kandinsky in this because I assume Kandinsky had it like it instantly, you know? Mm. Um, so it was more present in him, but yeah, that's cool. That's very creative. And this way with overlayering, you can come to really cool uh, new ideas, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um... Sorry, Enjoy. Just... <laughs> well, I don't know if I enjoy as, as well as more as living in constant kind of anxiety because, you know, I don't know if I have that kind of a condition, maybe the synesthetic, I, I don't know. It's 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 just a, a different way to be and how your brain works. It's like it's like really very similar to saying you're creative. You have a condition. Mm. This is very old time Nazi style thinking. You need to drop <laughs> this. I'm sorry to say to be this blunt, but drop this shit. I know that for people with anxiety, because I've I have some friends, this can be hard. <laughs> you need to learn. It's how do we say in, in German? Es wird, es wird wenig heiß gegessen als gekocht wird. So you, 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 when you cook, it's much hotter than when you actually eat. So yeah. it's not always, not, not, nothing is a problem. If you, if you, if you self-analyze yourself, yes, you can go crazy, but, but you have to maybe try to become more relaxed in this and understand that not everything weird or peculiar or out of the norm inside of you is bad. Actually, you know, I mirror it out for, to help people to understand this. You know, I look completely crazy in this. It's yeah? not. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, but, yeah. no, you're not. No, you're not. I know for people that that are a lot crazier, but in a good way, in a good way, in a in a bad way also. Yeah. Um, but what I'm trying to say, maybe I don't want to harken back to uh, to the Österreich. Of, uh, yeah, I'm, I don't. I don't identify as Austrian. Let me just. <laughs> yes. Never yes. have. I ran away. Not ran away, but I, I detached. Yes. I made the hard cut. But yes. yeah. <laughs> yes, that's why I said I don't want to harken back to that uh, that kind of uh, era in his history. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bad bad uh, Jew, but a, a Jew nonetheless. Uh, mm. I have a lot of opinions about that subject, but we won't uh, get into it now. But I just want to talk about, you know, I started studying kind of a Buddhism and stuff like this. And, mm. and I think about, you know, this is a kind of a teaching that is, that is a tool that is a very, very powerful and impactful philosophy and ideology that is world spread. Um, I wanted to know more about it. Um, what do you think of the Buddhism as a kind of a tool to unravel Western society from its shackles? Um, I liked it very much when I was a teenager and in, until my mid twenties. It was certainly formative. 
I had a very nice experience of what I assume Nirvana would be like. I had an out of body experience and this was really literally neutral or at least like the neutral definition removed from myself, but still somehow conscious. When I was 19, that was very interesting. Um, and I, I, I've met Buddhist monks and nuns and had long conversations with them. I think it's one of the best approaches or a good approach, let's say it is. It's a good approach to reflect, to meditate, to declutter. There are certain interpretations, I must say, because some concepts have vary vastly in their interpretation, like Nirvana, for example. Um, I, I have a problem with a few elements of Buddhism. Um, I understand what they want to achieve, I think, but yeah, essentially it's not bad. I mean, getting rid of all the drama, you know, looking inside is, 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 a, good, is a good approach to healing some of the drama we're in, you know. Um, it would do everyone good to meditate more and to start with the inside and not start with all outer, you know, uh, status and all this crap before you have reached some kind of um, stable sense of self uh, that is more or less or fairly drama free. Um, a lot of people, unfortunately, don't get to do this or, or get told to do something else. And then they find out in their 50s that they, they, you know, that they're, they have a problem. Um, but yeah, I think Buddhism is a, is a good, is, is certainly was, was a big influence when I was younger. Yeah. And I think it's a good thing. Um, I'm not so, well, yeah, let's just leave it at that. Uh, otherwise, it leads too far. But I think it's good. It's a okay. very good thing. Yeah. What do you think about, about the hermetic kind of principle in Buddhism to be to get yourself out of society into Mother Nature and her kind of goodly status? How do you mean? How is that hermeneutic? No, not hermeneutic. I'm saying ah. hermit, hermetic. Ah, hermetic. Oh, like a hermit yes. on the on the top yes. of the hill. Her, yeah, hermeneutics ah. are yeah, it's uh, something else completely, of course. Yeah. Well, this is really very necessary for individuation. Uh, you need, and depending on whether you're an introvert or an ambivert like me or an extrovert, this will pass differently. But I think for everybody. Taking time for yourself, withdrawing because you need to deal with your own inside and reflecting, self-reflection. And, and in, in this moment, being by yourself is a very good idea. I do believe I understand why monks do it. Um, but also for normal people, you know, even a short period of time is good. I mean, they have these courses, you know, they have this meditation and, and weeks of silence even in Buddhism. Uh, yoga, um, even Christianity, you can go to monasteries and, uh, you know, spend the whole week mostly alone, sometimes group meditating, but always silent. I think this is, I'm not a group person in that sense. So for my own inner exploration, I prefer to be by myself. 
you know, and just do it by myself. But, but I think, yeah, taking time alone, being a hermit uh, is very important. And if you, if you need some kind of um, company like, or, or system, like these weeks for silence, um, then it's also, then that's your thing. But, but generally speaking, being alone and, and meditating and, 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 or even without meditation, just thinking about uh, and resolving your, your problems or even taking time to think about your life in general is a very, very good idea. This is how most of my stuff happened when I was a child. And I've taken long periods. Uh, it doesn't mean that you are like a, a social recluse. You don't have to be a recluse, you know what I mean? But yes. uh, you just yes. have to have the balls, I would say, or the courage to, to or the, the forcefulness maybe even, to take and demand this time for yourself when you need it. And when somebody tells you, oh, you can't do this. You're a hermit. You're always sitting at home, always reading books. I'm like, sorry, mate. Okay. This is sometimes the only answer that you can give. Just, you know, that the Estonians say, Mine metza, go to the woods. <laughs> you can say, sorry. Sorry. Yes. Hmm? You can say, sorry. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. That's also, yeah, that's also possible. That's the, that's, the more polite version. Yeah. You know? it's, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. And then, like, behind it, it's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah excuse me uh pardon you not me but um what do you think about <laughs> i'm just trying to get uh, all the controversial stuff uh, out and about shall we say from their dwelling place in the human consciousness deep within of course the kind of a tartarus of human thinking and trying mm -hmm. to question everything that exists. So we'll go on this path, okay? This path of mutual destruction, the road to perdition. Um, what do you think about the role of the kind of religion? Why does it even exist? And why would anybody need religion in their lives? I'm not saying, uh, this is just a neutral question. I'm not saying, I believe or don't believe, I'm just throwing it out there, shall we say. Well, the genesis of religion, very simple, were people like Jesus who had achieved such a high level of individuation, if you want, that they were like shining a light. And this mm. was um, attractive to people and they gathered. And then they maybe tried to learn and whether it's Buddha or Jesus, you know, they all had their disciples. Then there were maybe some 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 routines developed around it, you know, like group meditation or whatever. And there was a certain teaching passed on. So that's how it developed in its most basic form. But if you wanna, if you ask me, what religion, uh, why general society needs this these days, where we have some formed religious clusters, is is simple, is structure and rituals because. Mm -hmm. uh, many people require and it can make you even faster so they require it or it speeds up um development it trains you sort of like it gives you a certain chronological time span so your brain is forced to do certain things 
And then of course, it's like a group thing as well, usually. So you have a little bit of security. And as, as, another, as, as somebody, a friend of mine says, you know, no, I'm not religious, but, but um, if people need the religion and they're good people, who would, who would have anything to say about this? It's not my job, you know? I mean, it's, it's, it's just who, whatever they need to be happy is fine. You know, as long as long as it doesn't go out of, you know, but it, when religion becomes dangerous and of course, like everything that can be a business or or can be a tool to exert power over other people yeah. will eventually yeah. become religion can be war and religion can be destructive. And that is a problem, you know, but essentially whoever needs religion. Whatever form it is, is is welcome from my side. I really I've studied or I've read on a lot of religions and there's something interesting in pretty much any religion. Of course, like Buddhism, I, I gravitate or gravitated towards certain types of religions more. I, I'm now without confession. I was born Catholic. I left the church. Shame because right now the Pope they have right now is actually not so bad. I, I just left yeah. the church. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, he's, he's pretty he's good. He's cute. I mean, yeah, he's cute. Yeah, he's, he's okay. Yeah, he's okay. I think he, he's pretty okay. No, no, I yeah. think, yeah, I think he's one of the, you know, more beneficent, shall we say, Popes that we mm -hmm. had in the centuries mm -hmm. because, you know, that I don't want to hearken back to that subject, but just to say that kind of uh, Mussolini kind of gave gave the, the Pope a kind of a carte blanche, you know, to expel all the Jews and to, you know, destroy, eliminate all the Jews of Italy, even though the Jews were, a, a large part of the Jewish population in Italy were also fascist. They were, but they were, but, but you know, the Mussolini and Hitler had the, that kind of a secretive uh, pact to, uh, okay, I don't want to talk about this, I'm sorry. No, uh, it's okay, okay. Uh, um, because, yeah. because I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to talk about uh, things that are so controversial. Um, okay, so I'll think of something else now. We'll talk about something a little more, uh, a little nicer, shall we say. Let's, uh, okay. juxt let's uh, juxtapose the kind of, uh, kind of Christian-Jewish, uh, uh, kind of uh, mo uh, mo monotheistic, kind of monotheistic religions, as opposed to the kind of uh, magical, crazy, and wild kind of, uh, you know, um, pagan worshiping religions that were a lot freer sexually, more liberated con uh, consciously and societally, even though even though they had slaves, of course, there, there wasn't a culture and history that didn't have the, that kind of, uh, you know, status of slaves. Mm -hmm. So what do you think, which, which is better, shall we say? It, that is, has been a very long, uh, and it's a big topic in religions. You always have the ascetic version versus the ecstatic version. Mm, and nice. I, I myself, because I'm demisexual, and I wasn't, uh, you know, I, 
I, technically for most of us, we want to become nuns at some point in our lives <laughs> because yeah, I mean, and I'm empathic too. So it would have been a not, not a bad job choice. Um, I, I, I always gravitated more towards the, the ascetic version. I, I, I found the, the ecstatic part a bit scary, to be honest, and a bit out of control, and this way too dangerous, because, you know, when you're young, you read about the Bacchanals and all these yes, hardcore shit. Yes. So, but, but I mean, the, now as I'm older, and at some point then I reached like a balance, I was like, okay, everyone to their taste. And now I think that um, it depends um, on how badly people need liberation and freedom to grow. Uh, it, it also depends on the person really, because some people really want rigid. Like when I had a two and a half to three hour morning routine every day, even when I was dead sick, I did that for mm. many, many years. This really helped me be efficient and speedy and produce despite bad circumstances health-wise. Um, I, I like that. Um, and I think had I had a religion at this point, like a in a classical sense, I would have also preferred say Christianity uh, or Judaism or whatever, or maybe, or Islam. Uh, but um, for some people, the other way can be a lot more fruitful. And it's said that in participative art, uh, that participative art or art that aims towards conscious individuation, it is better if it's more chaotic and less defined. So, yeah, I'm kind of, I, I don't know really which to prioritize. I mean, I know what I would personally prioritize. I'm, arts wise, I think with if you want to work with big groups or you want to do something where you foster individuation maybe more chaos is better uh to be honest because it gives people more freedom and maybe helps them find themselves faster so it's a hard question but i think as i say like whoever the people will know they will know instinctively what to choose and what they want and as long as it doesn't hurt anybody you know everything's allowed really you know yeah so Yes, that's the kind of, you know, the Aufklärung uh, kind of uh, idea that everything is allowed as long, as long as you don't hurt another person. But that's also the kind of the golden principle in the Bible. Thou shalt not do unto others what they don't want them to do to you. But who, um, how many people who are Christians really, really, really read and understand the Bible? At least yeah. the New Testament. I mean, the uh, other part is about the, this. This kind exactly, of thing. exactly. You know, I have so. the <laughs> I have the New Testament here, and I've read it more times than most Christians, and I'm a Jew. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> You're um, open-minded. Yes, I want. Jesus was a Jew. Okay. No yeah, one, no one will deny it. No one will deny it. Even the Talmud speaks of Jesus in a lot of parts. Um, <laughs> maybe not, maybe not positive, positively, but they speak about Jesus nonetheless. Um, he was a great teacher. Um, I'm, fi I'm finding that I'm, uh, you know, uh, kind of. 
I'm uh, diverting from the, the, the kind of topic that I want to talk about, and I can't seem to remember what, what I'm talking exactly about. We were talking about religion and whether yeah, it's uh, Yeah, okay, so about, yeah, doing, doing what you want until, you know, you, you're, doing, you're doing something bad to someone else. That, um, I think it's more, I think it's that kind of principle is good in the theory, shall we say. Yeah. Um, but you know, you know, the, the different feelings and emotions that people have and the different kind of people, the suffering is not being spread uh, widely, spread evenly, shall we say, across, yeah. uh, across all the kind of uh, sections of society, people, cultures, um, what do you think about, what do you think about the, the kind of utopian principle that everyone in the world can get along with each other? Like uh, the song says, everybody love each other right now or, or never, <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, we, that's kind of my topic. And it has to do with individuation. So uh, all the problems that we have as a world really can be narrowed down or can be traced back to one thing. And this one thing is that whether you look at dictators or you look at conflicts, it always has to do with either the person having a personality that's tricky. I mean, okay, in this case of psychopaths, there also seems to be a different brain structure involved mm. that's dead bad then but even that might be somehow malleable we don't know because we have very rigid ideas of what the psyche is like and what our lives can be like when life is like this and somehow everything's possible but only in the negative and that's bad like in capitalism everything is possible and in a lot of other ways everything is possible but somehow patriarchy somehow brings out almost predominantly only the you know, negative shit, you know, it somehow never teaches people to be themselves. However, when you've reached a certain state of conflict, like wars, like say between Palestine and, 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 and Jerusalem, like, like Jewish people and Palestine, um, then you have a problem because this has been going on for generations and people have been killed on both sides. Mm -hmm. And I, I have both, I have, I have like, um, some Jewish friends on LinkedIn and other channels and also people from the opposite party. And what you see is basically mostly people trying to defame the other part, like generically. And sometimes you have some people who try to kind of like show examples of how people get along, but this is difficult then. So the individuation is not going to help that situation much. Maybe it does. Maybe if people reach a very high level of development, then they will be so peaceful and so at peace that technically the, the fight should stop, even if there's been a hell of a lot of trauma on both sides. But it's not realistic, not in, this, in, 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 in the state we're at right now, it's not realistic and it would be take too long of a time frame to achieve this, even if we had like uh, global uh, therapists or, or say counseling or some kind of hardcore coaching for everybody available, um, which is not, not, not likely as well. 
but but yeah technically all our problems come from this so um <clears throat> it is it i believe in utopia i believe it can be possible but it would require a complete reorientation of education a complete rethinking and then hardcore work global work across cultures across disciplines for at least two or three generations then then we could all sing Hare Krishna or whatever else we want to see or like uh, and 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 be brothers and sisters but it is possible it's definitely possible um but um yeah so it is it is possible so, so can yeah. people seek a kind of a redemption or to pacify humanity through their actions via the form of art i wouldn't say pacify because that is that is that is something that comes from the outside okay. and it's it's again something that's uh, you know put onto them like that's not going to work it has okay. to come from the inside um and it has to be disruptive and that is what every science whether you look at it from the arts angle from the philosophy angle from the psychology angle uh, it will have to be in a certain way disruptive and unusual mm. and unexpected so participative art works with this it has to be unexpected to a degree to generate new thinking and yes. a, a mental development sort of so so it, it's not going to work with putting a peaceful thing on top yeah. of a person yeah. that's that's not but yeah, but yeah. if you work from inside and yes, you approach it peacefully and try to make people conscious and try to give uh, consciously give them tools and tell them, look, this is how it is. But now I'm throwing you into the situation that's unexpected or it will be different and just work with it. Then, yeah, at some point, you know, this 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 would work, but it's not going to work with something from the outside that's yeah. forced onto people in more or less friendly ways. Wow. That was a great conversation. I have a lot of things to think about myself. I need to gather my thoughts, shall we say. And I will let you have the podium to say one last uh, word or sentence or a couple of sentences. <laughs> okay, so if you're interested in what I'm doing, sorry for self-promotion, um, in a few months, you can check out www vitruvianvision.com and hopefully we will already be on the road and do crazy stuff across Europe and if you then live in one of the 27 capitals or burn in Switzerland which we also cover you can join our flash mob and we will have all the info and the dates on the site so this is my big social experiment that I hopefully get to live at least in part and then we'll see how that works out and I will give feedback. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's working with people in peaceful ways, you know, where they can yes. self-express, but it, it's, it's a long-term thing. I mean, trauma is, 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 can be fast, but, but usually it, it, it takes, you know, and then if you have trauma over generations, it is, it is unfortunately, unfortunately a long-term thing, but I do believe because I've seen it um, that it's possible to resolve a lot of really, really awful things over time. I just also believe it has to be done in different ways than it's currently done. And I know I sound like a stupid smart ass, 
but I've been through more <laughs> a lot of things, you know, not not multi-generational trauma like you people have experienced. And I see it and I see it in some black people too. I see and I feel it and it's awful. And I'd really like to spare everyone this shit. And I know I'm the bad person here because I was born in Austria, but I've never felt like an Austrian. And I've always said that this is probably the worst culture with the worst history I could have been born into. And I've made it literally yes, my life. Yes, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, to, to create an antidote for this, you know, creating masses in bad ways, you know. So so I don't want to pacify somebody because yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. you know, my whole thinking is going in, I let them do what they want. I try to create conditions and then hopefully, you know, they have, can breathe freely for the first time in, my, in their life maybe, and they can grow. And this is, I think the only way you can approach the situation. And yes, it will take, but, but it, it will also take a lot of people, you know, um, but maybe, maybe we will have to, at some point, we were just facing two situations and maybe one day it will be so bad that we have to make the smart choice. And I hope we do. So I know. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> and, uh, okay, I won't say what I have to say, but uh, I'll leave it for, uh, for another time, okay? But okay. I want to thank you so much. Uh, thank you very much. See you. <laughs> you're a, another, another human soul like me, and I want to fake as a human soul. And when I say uh, namaste, that means I see you and I want to thank you. And we are uh, kind of the colonizers when we do stuff like this, but I don't care. I uh, appreciate all cultures on whatever spectrum they happen to be. And I want to learn. And I learned from you a lot today. And I had a great conversation with you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you for watching and bye-bye. <laughs>